edition of With All Due Respect. Strong opinions on politics, life, and entertainment. Welcome to another episode of With All Due Respect, the podcast that believes, well, we don't know what we believe today, but we're going to try and figure that out. Hello, everyone. I am your host for this podcast, Andrew Halkrow. With me, as always, is my main man, my chief collaborator, my podcast co-host with the most, Van Sanders. Van, I understand the weekend in sewer did not go as planned. That is correct. And I've come to realize that that's how most things tend to go. And um, it's up to us how we respond and learn from it. And that's exactly what I'm doing. Well, I did see a few pictures on social media this weekend about the gathering. So at least everyone looked marvelous. And you know, as the suave Fernando Lamas would say, it's not how you feel, it's how you look. Saludos, my darlings, and you know who you are. You look marvelous, darling. All right. I'd like to thank the Anchorage Daily News for hosting this podcast on its platform and remind listeners that the very strong opinions you hear on this podcast are mine and mine alone and in no way, shape or form represent the opinions of the Anchorage Daily News or their employees. Today on With All Due Respect, a straight shot of politics. That is all the bar is serving today. So if you don't drink politics, you might want to push back away from the bar. If you think Governor Mike Dunleavy is simply creating random chaos, you should think again. This is all part of a grand political plan to reshape Alaska. And in closing comments, we give a shout out to three independent Alaskan journalists named Dermot, Matt, and Jeff, whose in-depth reporting on state government needs to be recognized. But I will tell you something right now, my darlings. That Jeff Lanfield is one hot, hot potato. All right, but you know what else is marvelous? Politics. So let's talk a little. Politics. And now, for some politics. politics. Well, where to start? Do you know how much political content I had to choose from this week? I mean, imagine it has snowed two feet and you are opening your garage door and you are standing there looking out over a field of white. And you ask yourself, where the f*** do I begin? So many choices, all bad. So where? Well, we could begin with the attack on the judiciary and Alaska's constitution, or maybe the state budget cuts, or the zeroing out of the dividend, or maybe even the mistaken non-veto of $4 billion. We could. But look, I'm committed to avoiding another 23-minute podcast. Last week's podcast was so long that even when I was editing it, my dogs were like, dude, is this thing ever going to end? So a deeper look at most of these things is going to have to wait until Thursday's podcast, because today I am going to focus on the big picture, the end game. I am going to focus on why it seems Governor Dunleavy is making no sense, but yet it makes all the sense in the world. This past week, Governor Mike Dunleavy vetoed $200 million out of the state budget and reduced an approved $525 dividend to zero. His vetoes aren't a surprise, given his patterns of behavior. He promised to protect women and children when he campaigned, but yet he just vetoed domestic violence funds in a state that leads the nation in violence against women. 
It's not surprising because Dunleavy covered for a sexual predator for months. We all know that. We also know the governor's answer to the problem was to tell the victim she wouldn't be fired and then told Clarkson to use another entrance to his office to avoid passing the victim's desk. Governor Dunleavy doesn't have a moral fiber amongst his family values facade, so it shouldn't surprise anyone that he cut funds for women and foster care children but left his own governor's office budget untouched. He promised to grow the economy when he campaigned, but he just vetoed needed infrastructure repairs and just vetoed tourism marketing dollars at a time when one of Alaska's most critical industry, who was crippled in 2020 and faces a more competitive global market next year. He said he'd protect rural Alaska when he campaigned, with his own wife writing an op-ed in the February 2019 Anchorage Daily News promising that he wouldn't leave rural Alaska behind. But yet today, he has said nothing about the 80,000 people in rural Alaska that are without critical energy relief as winter passes. In his press release, he stated that no jobs were lost as a part of his vetoes. No lost jobs, he said. Ladies and gentlemen, the governor's actions cost the Alaska economy over $100 million in capital investment that would have created hundreds of private sector jobs. But yet his press release said, oh, there was no jobs lost. I mean, when he vetoed the $28 million for urgent repairs to roofs and boilers at Alaska schools, I mean, who did he think was going to do the work? When he vetoed the $11 million to fix mechanical systems at UAA, who did he think was going to do the work? I'll tell you who was going to do the work. Contractors, engineers, architects, laborers who would have all spent their money creating jobs with vendors, retailers, wholesalers. There would have been hundreds of jobs, but they were lost. So yes, the governor's final budget did cut jobs. When he vetoed the dividend from $525 to zero, instead of accepting the $1,100 a majority of lawmakers supported and agreed to, he accomplished nothing more than risking hundreds of millions of dollars in direct economic benefits to Alaskans. So how does a governor who promised to do so much for Alaskans do so much damage? However, if you think this is random chaos, think again. This is very organized. This is a plan that was mapped out on a whiteboard of conservative Republicans a few years back. Mike Dunleavy is Alaska's far-right version of the Manchurian candidate. First, you get Dunleavy elected, someone whose populism plays to the masses, that tall white knight riding in to save Alaskans, standing tall, defender of the PFD. Then, once you're in office, you foster the belief that government is dysfunctional, fat, and lazy. But more importantly, they're trying to steal your dividend. They're trying to reach into your pocket and steal your cash. Then, and this is the more important part, they begin flooding the zone. First, you veto the budget in places conservatives don't care about to create the martyr appearance to rally your supporters. You veto the dividend amount to create a showdown with the legislature. You attack the courts, creating a sense of anger and distrust towards the judicial branch. You attack the legislature for not guaranteeing the dividend in the Constitution, creating a sense of anger and distrust towards the legislature. And then, after you've cultivated enough anger and distrust of the judicial and legislative branches among Alaskans, Governor Dunleavy will tell them that the only way to fix everything is by calling a constitutional convention. Now, every 10 years, there is a question that appears on the November ballot asking Alaskans if they support a constitutional convention. If it passes, what it does is it opens up the Constitution for some real foul play. The question on whether to call a constitutional convention is on next year's ballot. So, 
The grand plan is try and convince a majority of Alaskans to support a constitutional convention by fomenting anger and distrust of their state government. Then, once they agree they need protections against a broken judiciary and a greedy state legislature, all hell breaks loose. This is what conservatives have been waiting for for 50 years. The Constitutional Convention is flooded with conservatives, backed by outside influences and money. And at the end of the day, the Alaska Constitution is gutted of everything that makes Alaskans so independent. First, they eliminate the right to privacy clause, making it easier for them to take away a woman's right to choose in provisions that protect equal rights. Then they change the way Alaska appoints judges to create a conservative court. Next, they'll limit the way the legislature can raise taxes. Then, they'll change the Constitution to allow state dollars to go to private schools. And finally, they'll enshrine the dividend in the Constitution that would eventually bankrupt Alaska. Governor Dunleavy's ultimate goal is to drive 150,000 people out of Alaska, reshape the judiciary, and strangle government to death with his 13th century ideology and voters' PFD greed. That, ladies and gentlemen, is the grand plan. What you're watching right now is a systematic attack on the separation of powers. This is not random chaos. This is planned. There are three equal but separate branches of government. Today, Governor Mike Dunleavy is attacking two of them at the same time, in the public's eye. This is a coordinated attempt to sow anger and resentment towards the legislature and judicial branch. This is a coordinated effort to force a constitutional convention to reshape Alaska into some crazy conservative utopia. You know, where women lose their right to choose, religious schools get public funding, and judges who sit on the bench become political pawns. This, ladies and gentlemen, is the grand plan. This is Alaska's future according to Dunleavy, Babcock, and the entire stable of far-right-wing Republican Party operatives. This is not random chaos. This is all very well organized. It only seems random to you because it's coming from all directions and there's so much going on. But make no mistake, this is all completely orchestrated and it's happening right in front of our eyes. Now for some quick closing comments and a shout out to three independent journalistic warriors who report from Juno and provide in-depth analysis. Dermot Cole, Matt Buxton, and my man, Jeff Landfield. These three guys provide great content, in-depth reporting, and spot-on analysis. Dermot Cole writes a blog called Reporting from Alaska. Matt Buxton writes a blog called The Midnight Sun. And Jeff Landfield hosts both a blog and a podcast appropriately called The Alaska Landmine. Look, if you want the inside scoop on Alaska politics every day, follow Dermot, Matt, and Jeff on social media. Listen to Jeff's podcast. These guys know the score even before lawmakers know the score. I mean, I don't know how these guys are so connected. On Thursday's podcast, we will invite each one of these guys to share with us their craziest thing that they've seen so far covering the legislature in 2021. And my money is on State Senator Laura Breinbold at least making the cut. There is the music, ladies and gentlemen, and you know what that means. It's sad, but it's true. Our time is over just for today. Remember, our podcasts are new Monday and Thursday. You can subscribe to them on any major platform. You can always find them on the website of the Anchorage Daily News. Van, how about your website details? Thanks, Andrew. Yeah, if you visit abodabobrand.com, that's A-B-O-D-A-B-O-B-R-A-N-D.com, you can see 
a little bit more about what I do and uh, touch base with me. That is our time, ladies and gentlemen. And as always, we thank you for yours. Politics.